Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Autism Stories. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience, and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their insights. If you would like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review, as it will help others to learn about Autism Stories. On today's episode, Michelle Borowski joins me to discuss transitioning to a career in coaching, facilitating a support group for women, and the impact of human design on her life. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Michelle, thanks so much for joining me here on Autism Stories. Of course, thank you so much for having me. And uh, starting off, where does your autism story begin? Where did you get connected to the autistic community? Well, I guess it sort of begins at birth because, uh, (laughs) but I had a wonderful parents and my mom was a great advocate and she fought to find that diagnosis for me because it seemed like they kind of just kept fluffing her off. And when they said, we think it's, Asperger's, even though that's no longer a diagnosis, but, and yeah, being so young, I wasn't really a part of the community and that's been a new chapter I've been delving into. Now about a a year ago, you left your full-time job to start uh, your coaching business. Why was it important for you to do this? So in the pandemic, I started listening to a podcast called Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. And she, her big message is to live your most authentic life. And in listening, I realized it had been so long since I had been my authentic self. And I started to navigate what that really looked like. And I was working seven days a week. I started doing a coaching program to become a certified spiritual life coach and sole purpose coach. And my job, my full-time job at the time wasn't really being very flexible. And I kind of had the realization it's now or never. And I said, do you want to keep putting off living your dreams? And that was absolutely not. (laughs) Now, when you did leave your full-time job, you decided to keep your part-time job as a cashier. Now, a long time ago, I was a cashier for about one week, and it was just too overwhelming for me. It It moved way too fast for me. So what's been the process like to start your own business, but also have a part-time job at the same time? You know, it's been a little slower going than I had initially hoped you know, trying to find that balance between putting the time and energy into the business and as well as, you know, working and balancing in friends and family on top of it and kind of being more gentle with myself because 
as I just said, working seven days a week, kind of go get our energy, but that soon leads to burnout and kind of being more gentle and letting myself have those days where I might've wanted to make a post or get something productive done. And if my body's shouting saying, this is a day where you should probably just lay down trying to be gentle and listen to those inner nudges. Now, my spouse is very much into the realm of spirituality and introduced me to the concept of human design. So for those that may not be familiar with it, um, I know you have an interest in human design. Can you talk about exactly what is human design? Well, human design is a bit of a self-exploration tool. At least that's how I've been using it. And it was first created by Alan Robert. I mean, forgive me on the last name here. Frouker. And he ended up writing the book on human design in 92. And it's a mix between Western astrology, I Ching, Kabbalah, the chakra systems, quantum physics. And in order to use the system, you need your exact time and date of birth and the location of your birth. And then it has kind of like a blueprint on how you best show up as yourself. I was just curious uh, what your human design is. Yeah, so my human design is I am a generator. So I, I don't know. I guess that means I just get stuff done. <laughs> I know that's the simplified uh, version of what a generator is. I'm also a generator. And I think, yeah, when we're all in on something, we've got energy for days. But if we're not into it, you might as well just call it quits. Oh, forget about it. If I'm not like incredibly <laughs> passionate about it, I yeah, it's not going to work out too well. But I'm wondering about like, you know, you were talking about burnout earlier. So for for us that have that human design as a generator, yeah, we're, we can really get a lot of things done. But I think there's the flip side to that, like we can easily burn out. Yeah, and I totally noticed it in myself where... When I was doing work as like a CNA back in the day, I really enjoyed it because, you know, I felt fulfilled. I was helping people. I saw the fruits of my labor almost instantly. But then when I was working as my full-time job as a custodian, it's like, well, this is nice, but the boys are just going to trash the school tomorrow. So what am I even doing all this for? <laughs> Now, I'm wondering if learning about human design has helped you in any ways to understand about your autistic identity. I, it's funny because I feel like when I found out about human design, I kept hearing people say it was like, oh, this was the permission slip I needed to live my life. And I was like, okay, well, let's dig into this. And like seeing myself as the generator and human design, they have different authorities where like best described, it's like how you make a decision. 
because people always say, oh, well, why don't you sleep on it? Well, if that's not your authority, sleeping on it isn't going to help you. Like for me, I have the sacral authority, which means I have a gut reaction. Like if you say, hey, Michelle, do you want to go to the carnival tonight? It's either going to be a heck yes or a heck no. And in finding out this part of myself, it was kind of like, okay, you know, that plays in big with the autism because again, if I don't want to do something, if I'm not lit up about it, I'm just going to get to that burnout stage so much faster. And I noticed that for myself, my strategy is to respond. And when I'm not showing up well, it's frustration. And I kind of think that's interesting because frustration kind of seems like the beginning of like a meltdown to me. So it's like, okay, well, if I continue to push myself past my boundaries, I'm just going to get to the burnout or the meltdown faster. And in finding out about human design, and I just love anything where you're looking at your big three in astrology or taking a Myers-Briggs test. It almost unlocks a little something about you each time. And you're like, okay, wow, this theme keeps showing up for me. And I've been trying to dive in and follow that gut reaction because I feel like society constantly tells us like, oh, well, this is how you're supposed to show up. And this is how you're supposed to do this. And it's like, this is kind of saying, no, everybody's different, which is perfect with the neurodivergence versus the neurotypicals. Doesn't, neither is right or wrong. You're just showing up to do it differently. And I think that's real cool to help people show up as them best selves. Now, something unique and something interesting you do is host a monthly full moon sister circle on Zoom. What is the purpose of this group and what can people expect if they join the group? So I created the group because I've always loved the full moon and the moon in general. As I said earlier, you know, I didn't really have a lot of community growing up. So I kind of wanted to create a safe space and a place where women can gather together and share openly and honestly, and we're all coming together for a shared interest and just to see them have like an aha moment or just be able to get something off their chest that maybe they wouldn't have felt safe in like, it's funny because sometimes I think it's easier to talk to a stranger than it is the people in your own life because they see you a certain way versus someone else who just is there to listen and hold space for you. If they were to come to one of the full moon circles, we start off with a little introduction and then I lead them through a uh, guided meditation and then talk a bit about the theme of that month's full moon. And then I have uh, some journal prompts at the end. And it's just a nice time for everyone to get together. 
Now, not too long ago on Instagram, you shared that reading a book from autistic author Catherine May, The Electricity of Every Living Thing and the Art of Wintering, helped you go back and unpack and reevaluate how you show up in the world. What were some of the key points that kind of led to this reevaluation? Well, I just absolutely love her writing and it is so poetic in a way. And I had first read her book, The Art of Wintering, and then I had read this one. And in this book, it's about her discovering that she might be on the spectrum herself and in doing so kind of looking back at her own life and seeing how childhood might have been a little different for her than her peers and she talks about she started doing this trail and she would go walking by herself and not that she didn't want her husband and son to join her but just being in nature and being able to connect to it, I greatly related because even though you love your friends or family, at least for me, sometimes it feels a little bit too electric in a way. And I had never seen it like put that way where she talks about like, her husband reaching and grabbing her hand and how normally that would be fine for most people, but she was having a tough time that day. And it was just, she could feel the electricity of his life just like forcing through her. I'm like, oh my God, like other people feel this way. And starting to realize that I had been alone with my diagnosis so long and I started to joined support groups on Facebook and started to follow accounts on Instagram. And in every time reading one of their stories, seeing a little reflection of myself in it and being a little gentler in how I showed up because instead of, oh, you're just lazy or you're not motivated, it's like, oh no, there's a logical reason why you're not showing up in the same space as your peers. And I honestly cannot recommend this book enough. Whether you were diagnosed as a child, a late diagnosis, this, I don't know, she spoke right to my soul and I feel like she would speak to so many others. And anytime I can plug that book, I'm out there. Uh, talking about plugging things, how can our listeners learn about you and your coaching beyond this interview? So if anyone wants to connect with me, they can follow me on Instagram at I am Michelle Borowski. And I know that's a bit of a mouthful. So it's Michelle with two E's and two L's. And Borowski is B-O-R-O-W-S-K-I. And yeah, my full moon circle is the link in the bio. And if they want to connect with me for coaching, just DM me and I'll happily get that ball rolling. I was just wondering if I could, uh, it's not myself, but it's something I really enjoy. And 
also want to plug, I do a trap neuter release program with Here Today Adopted Tomorrow, and they're a great program. And I think if anybody wants to give them a follow on Instagram, have at it because they do so much good in the world. And just wanted to give them a little shout out. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm sure there, some of our listeners will be very interested in that. Well, um, thanks so much for joining me today, Michelle. It was great to, I've been following you for a while on Instagram, so it was great to connect with you and uh, learn a little bit more about you. Of course, and I really appreciate that. You know, when I see other people in the community following me, it, I kind of finally feel like I'm at home in a sense. And it was great to connect with you because I've been following you for a while myself. And I just love the work you do. And I think you're doing amazing things. Thanks, Michelle. Of course. Thank you. Thanks so much to Michelle for the conversation. To learn more about Michelle and her coaching, please check out the link in the podcast description of this episode. At Autism Personal Coach, our clients are the experts, our coaches are the guides. The majority of supports for autistics are not helpful. They try to fix us, not support us. That's why many are confused when we say our clients are the experts, experts of their lived experience. Our clients are the experts for what's worked for them and about the things they need and want in their lives. Our coaches first listen to our clients, then ask thoughtful questions, offer resources, and strategize with our clients so they can get what they need to thrive. Would you want a guide in your life to coach you to get the things you desire? If so, then visit AutismPersonalCoach.com for more information. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autism Stories, and if you did, if you could tell a friend, foe, or anyone you know about it so they could have the same enjoyable and educational experience as you when listening to Autism Stories, be very much appreciated. Till next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.